this week on The Startup Life. I probably work a 10-hour week or a 10-day week if I had to tell you how many days a week I work. Gotcha. And how did I come up with a 10-day week? After about 10 days, I'm so exhausted mm. that I rest. I don't know what day a week it is. <laughs> I, just know, I just know it must have been 10 days. Gotcha. You know, I'm tired, so I'm just going to lie down. All right, Startup Nation, so let's take flight with Cheryl Pesci, owner and designer of the Cheryl Pesci Lifestyle brand. The startup life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Scholars, are you ready to join the 25 plus club? Parents, how does thousands in college savings sound? Brand new in our school, the Owl Academy, we have released How to Hack the ACT. Students will cover managing test anxiety, math, science reasoning, and why eating a good breakfast is so important. For more information, go to this episode's show notes for the link. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We're here with the wonderful Miss Cheryl Pesci. Thank you, Miss Pesci, for doing this. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no. that This is pretty awesome. It's pretty <laughs> dope. So let's just get right into it. So what's the story behind uh, the Cheryl Pesci lifestyle brand? Tell yeah, us all about yeah. It. Well, um, I'm corporate, worked in corporate America for many years, left, had my baby, stayed home, raised her, 17 years, stay-at-home mom. Um, Then, you know, the baby grew up and said, I'm leaving anywhere north of the Mason-Dixon line. (laughs) Okay. And she went off to Chicago. I thought I would go back to corporate America, and I was obsolete. Couldn't do that. Gotcha. So I had always, while I was home raising my daughter, raising Avery, I always made jewelry, gave to friends as gifts. And when she graduated high school, I went to one of her awards banquets, and it was a university prep school. Sure. So um, several people were were wearing the items we had given them with their Rolex watches and Mickey Moto pearls. Oh, wow. Okay. And <laughs> that's when I said, wait a minute. They value this. They like this. So I made several pieces, took them to a local boutique, and they sold out. Wow. And that was the beginning. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I bet that was a big, you know, motivational boost yes. to kind of pursue it. Okay. Yes. Well, let me ask you this. You know, I, I know, you know, we're in your, in your beautiful studio, by Thank the way. You. I know you have, like, a lot of raw materials materials and stuff like that as entrepreneurs we understand that we have to kind of like seek outside vendors and stuff Mm -hmm. like that to get materials or whatever the case may be and you don't have to name names or whatever the case but you know what kind of things that make you know external vendors to help Cheryl Pesci be successful at what she does yeah well when I first started I spent about a year just going to trade shows sourcing materials sure uh, seeing seeing which materials were really good tried and true tested took me about a year to do that i bought a lot of things that were junk and that i threw away would never make and put in the marketplace gotcha but in that year two year span of time i did find some really good vendors um i figured out the 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 gold vermeil the gold plating the gold field Mm. the process of doing that absolutely really being a good artisan now i pretty much stick with those vendors i i use about three or four vendors routinely because i do that i get bulk price Pricing, gotcha. uh, as well. And so I get my pearls from the Shanghai Pearl Market. I get my turquoise from It's Mined in the U.S. in Tucson for the most part. Wow. Some in Africa. Wow. So okay. genuine, uh, the genuine article. And every now and then I'll try a new vendor just to, you know, expand, gotcha. expand my brand a little sure. bit. Sure. 
what do you wish you would have known before uh, you started your business? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had known I could have started it a whole lot sooner. Oh, okay. I wish I had just gotten to Fair it enough. a whole lot sooner. What did you learn from, like, the worst boss or mentor mm. you've ever had? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mentioned I was, uh, you know, I, I, I cut my teeth in corporate America, pharmaceutical and medical equipment sales. Okay. One of the things that uh, I, I was fired from a company after I thought Uh-oh. working extremely hard. <laughs> and I, I asked why, you know, what, why? And their reason was that I did not have the entrepreneurial spirit um, and I, I, I walked away laughing and said you know if I have anything I have the entrepreneurial spirit gotcha. I need to do my own thing gotcha. and so that that was the best and the worst advice or reason that that I'd ever been given it just really validated that just because someone tells you something and they may be in a position of authority, absolutely. follow your heart. You absolutely. know who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Now, you know, I obviously know the answer to this next question, but if you would answer it, uh, how do you market or advertise the Cheryl Parrish brand? Do you use social media at all or... Or what, what's best yeah. for you? What works best for you? Oh, man. I, I love social media. I need to put that on a T-shirt. I love social media. <laughs> um, I do all my social media posting for the most part between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. every morning. Uh, mm. You follow me. My guarantee to you is when you wake, brush your teeth, have your coffee, mm. check social media, I got something for That's you. That's true. Before I even wake up, it, there's something there. Like, oh, there's a new piece right there. Yeah, so, I got absolutely. something for you. Uh, and it's just, it's it's the, be- it's the best time for me to be still and quiet. Uh, that's when I walk. That's when I meditate. That's when I'm most creative. Absolutely. With the lifestyle brand, I've, I've started kind of giving advice and little missives every day. That's when I'm clear on those as well okay so those types of marketing also you know i am the brand so i'm out and about in the city absolutely Um, my customers are out and about in the city um i have brand ambassadors who are traveling the world wearing Cheryl Pesci, sending pictures back here i am in paris wearing (laughs) Cheryl Pesci, and you know the word gets out that way absolutely well that actually brings up a follow-up question Mm -hmm. because we know we talked about you using social media for advertising but how big has word of mouth played in your business? You know, it's in tandem. It's word of okay. mouth on Facebook Fair and Instagram. Enough. Okay. Uh, one of my biggest and best customers, Kathy Kidd, hey, Kathy, um, <laughs> is in the Bay Area. I've never met Kathy. I, I, I would not even tell you how much money she spent with me and how many people okay. she had. We don't want our husband to know. Um, but she has a friend here in Memphis. She saw her friend about three years ago wearing a piece of my jewelry, said, wow, that's nice. Where'd you get that? Her friend told her. And... She has done like a trunk show for me in California. Wow. I've never met her. Wow. I've never spoken with her. I've never heard her voice. Gotcha. But she's one of my best and most loyal and supportive customers. That is amazing. Yeah. That, so met her on Facebook and then she told California. <laughs> and there you go. Power of social media. Yes. The power of social media. Yeah. Miss Pesci, tell me about something you learned from your biggest failure. Something I learned from my biggest failure. Mm-hmm. The reason that's difficult for me is okay. that um, I'm a bit of a Pollyanna. Okay. I don't see life in failures. Fair enough. I see life in opportunities. What can I learn from this and move forward? I guess it's semantics. What some might call a failure, I call an opportunity to learn. Understood. What? Mm, one of the biggest things I learned was that I am brave. I am resilient, I am strong, I am fearless. I hear that. And I had to learn that by being challenged 
and then getting up, dusting myself off and carrying on and then kind of looking back the next day going, wow, you were, that was brave. <laughs> you're, you're something else. Yeah. So, yeah, that, those, those three things, yeah. You know what? Let me go back. There's a follow-up question to mm-hmm. something you said earlier. Like, for instance, we at Owls, we have a company, but we can kind of hide behind the company as far as, you know, what we do and stuff like that. But as in your industry, you are the brand. Right. And so you have to look, you know, fearless and fierce everywhere you go, right? Yeah. Do you find that a bit daunting from time to time or you just like one of those things where it has to be done? It's not daunting at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I love what I'm doing, man. Fair I, I okay. love what I'm doing. And, you know, those, I have a friend who's building a brand. Okay. And we were going to meet at a restaurant day and, one day, and she said, Well, I look, I look terrible. You want me to come in? I was like, Yeah, I'm sitting at the bar eating. And she came in, I looked at her, and I said, You don't get to look like this and come out. You're building a brand. <laughs> gotcha. So that's, that's part of it. If, right. if, if you can't pull it together and represent your brand, stay at home. Stay in the studio. Just gotcha. don't come out. Okay. I mean, honestly. Okay. And I don't have too many of those days. I'm wearing the Cheryl Pesci t-shirt Absolutely. right now. You Absolutely. guys can't see it. It's always the brand. <laughs> Absolutely. And yes. I mean, we see it all over social media. Thank you. We definitely do. Oh, on the social media thing, I wanted to say also, sure. please, guys, post on social media. Use Instagram. Use Facebook. Here's a prime example of that. I've been so active on, on Instagram, for example, a company, the largest online jewelry company in the UK, in London, wow. reached out to me and said, we want you on our website. We wow. want we want your pieces on our website. All the way across the pond, huh? Right. Wow. Simply because they saw the pieces, they went to the website, they followed my activity, they followed some of the things the customers were saying. And by next month, I will have signed with the largest online it's called Jewel Street. Uh, they're based in, in London, mm-hmm. and I'll be visiting. Oh, wow. And they will be carrying as many as 50 of my pieces on their website. That is too dope, Miss Beshi. That's too crazy. dope. <laughs> that crazy. is crazy. Yeah. And, and it also speaks to not just, you know, post on social media, but being consistent. Consistent. Like, you can't be post one thing oh my one day, and then post some two weeks later and right. think you're going to build a brand, right? Right. You know that. I mean, so, sometimes, I mean, I'm glad I only post primarily from 5 to 7. Right. Because you know how much I post from Absolutely. 5 to 7. Absolutely. So, if I didn't limit myself to that, I would post too much. Gotcha. Fair enough. So, Fair I enough. literally have to say, okay, stop posting at 7 o'clock and get in the world. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Entrepreneurs would consider themselves lifelong learners. They're always mm-hmm. engaging in professional development. Yeah. Is there a book you're reading or some type of professional development that you're engaging in right now, Ms. Pesci? Oh, wow. The, uh, the latest thing that I've started reading is something that my daughter gave me for Christmas, and it's okay. a, a Christian Dior Dictionary of Fashion Terms. Okay. And the book was probably published in the 1950s. Oh, wow. And it just explained what ter- explains what terms are, what is fringe, what is vermeil, what is, you know, things I know, things I don't know. Got you. And things that I'm learning, obviously. Okay. And always on YouTube and always going to the trade shows and always talking to other artisans. Uh, I have friends who make jewelry in New York and all over the world, and we literally talk on the phone Mm -hmm. um, about opportunities and trends and just what's going on in our marketplaces. Got you. Kind of a follow-up question. So what... Exactly. Why is professional development important for you? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's an overused term, uh, but you have to be relevant, right? (laughs) Got you. You, you, You've got to be relevant. This is like my third life that I'm living. I have to continue to change and adjust 
to the trends. I read Women's Wear Daily three times a week. Please subscribe to Women's Wear Daily. If you're interested in fashion, makeup, uh, anything in this industry, Women's Wear Daily is the best thing you can do. Beautiful, bound um, subscription tabloid that arrives at my door three times a week. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, this next question is a doozy. We, we have answers all across the spectrum on this one so um some people say in entrepreneurship that you need like a degree and you know some contacts in order to be successful some say you just need an idea and work ethic what say you miss pashi where do you stand on that spectrum all of the above okay yeah, okay. I, I have something called the tribe. You've probably seen me at oh, Tribe of Friends, Absolutely. Tribe of Women. Um, <laughs> it's my, actually on her shirt it's right on now. The back of, behind every <laughs> successful woman is a tribe of other successful women who have her back. Right. You know, you've you've got to build your tribe. You've got to be smart. You've got to be. In fact, I always say there are people. I say, what what is this tribe, and how do I get in it? <laughs> and I tell them um, two requirements. You have to be smart. You have to be nice. I hear that. So many people can't pull those things off. This is true. And they don't get to be in the tribe. <laughs> but, but, yeah, contacts, you've got to be nice. You've got to be smart. You've got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to do the work. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the hardest thing, I guess, about entrepreneurship, uh, not hard for me, but, but maybe uh, mm-hmm. some would find it difficult, it's just it's being, doing the work. I mean, you're, it, there's no – I probably work a 10-hour week. Or a 10-day week, if I had to tell you how many days a week I work. Gotcha. And how did I come up with a 10-day week? After about 10 days, I'm so exhausted mm. that I rest. I don't know what day a week it is. <laughs> I, just know, I just know it must have been 10 days. Gotcha. You know, I'm tired, so I'm just going to lie down. Um, let me ask you this. What's the, the best piece of advice you've gotten, and what's the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? The worst piece of advice is you can't do that. It's never been done. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You. There are no black female jewelry designers shipping things around the world. <laughs> right. You know. You don't have a degree in design. You're not a metal smither. You don't. You can't do that. Right. Um, so that was the worst piece of advice. And I probably kind of sat back for a couple of months and thought, well, they're right. I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but your passion, I think, will always rise up. Okay. Um, it, it will always come back to you. Just listen. Just wait. Now I know the best piece of advice, and this was probably 20 years ago, and I was had nothing to do with what I'm doing now, um, but I was having a uh, Bernadette waiting to exhale moment okay. in, the, in the local okay. Kroger. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking my best. And I saw a friend of mine, and she she looked at me, and she said, I know I was going through a divorce, and she said, I, I, I know what you're going through, and she said, the word of the day of the day is cease striving hmm. and I think about that all the time stop okay. working against the grain stop striving so hard just kind of be still uh, cease striving and then the other best piece of advice if you can call it that Miosha Williams is a local makeup artist okay and I was on a panel with her and she said something that I quote almost every day she said fear and faith cannot function in the same space. Hmm. You have to choose one. Okay. 
And she said, I choose faith. And I choose faith as well. Absolutely. And so that's the advice that I, I carry through every day. I choose faith. I'm not afraid. I hear that. Thanks for sharing. That was very powerful. Thank you well, thank for sharing you. for that. I appreciate thank that. You. All right. So last question before we go to break. What does the average day look like in the life of Cheryl Pesci? <laughs> what is average, uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. What is a typical day in your life? Yeah. You look like as far as like from the time you wake up yeah, to yeah. the time you lay it down. So. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll pick a random day. Fair enough. Okay, so yeah, I'm I wake up without an alarm clock every day. What Monday, Saturday, Sunday? I don't know. Uh, routinely four thirty, five o'clock a.m. Okay. Yeah, I wake up in the dark. Gotcha. Um, what others would call the dark, I call it good morning. There you go. <laughs> um, I I make my carrot juice that I drink every day, um, and I sit and I post. I sit quietly in my home. I don't even want the heat or the air conditioning blowing. I just want silence. And so I do that. I post. I, I let my thoughts come to me uh, from about 5 to 7. Okay. Um, then after that, I you know, lace up my sneakers, and I walk my three miles. I don't go to a gym. I like to walk the streets. I like to, to, to walk on the sidewalk, like I'm mm -hmm. going somewhere, a destination. But I'm power walking. And I'm also um, being inspired when I do that. The sky is always different. The color of the plants, the green trim against the red brick on a building. So then I'm back home by 10 o'clock. I'm dressed and ready for the world. So I'm either calling on customers on stores or I'm in studio doing in-studio visits. Mm -hmm. That goes on and on and on and on. Okay. Usually about 2 o'clock, I'm exhausted. That's usually when I have lunch, catch up with friends, return calls, run to the post office, ship orders, gotcha. that type of thing. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So how you like being on the startup life, Miss Bashi? Love it. <laughs> All, right. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and you're listening to The Startup Life. teacher looking for great resources, look no further than Owls e-commerce store on Teachers Pay Teachers, the store name Teaching with Owls. Enjoy great lessons based on short stories from great authors such as Kate Choppin's The Story of an Hour and Edgar Allan Poe's The Mask of the Red Death. And no worries, teachers, all lessons are Carmen Core aligned. Let's continue. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So, Miss Pesci, what's a popular misconception about business in general? <laughs> oh, we got started on a hot one. Um, that you're going to make a lot of money day one. Gotcha. That, that you're going to roll out your idea and everyone's going to line up around the corner and, and beat a path to you. It's not going to happen. It might, but rarely. Gotcha. Gotcha. Why do you think people have that misconception, you think? Yeah. Where, where, where do you think that comes from? I think, I think because we make it look so easy. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think because those of us who have some modicum of success, you know, make it look easy. Fair enough. And we never talk about, and we shouldn't, we never talk about the, you know, the, the 40 years we have behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, someone was trying to negotiate with me on a price for a piece of jewelry, which I don't do. My, mm -hmm. my price is set. 
And they asked me this question. They said, well, what have you got in it? Wow. And my answer was 40 years of high-end shopping. So There it is. There it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how much you want to pay me for that? <laughs> to have a good eye. You gotcha. Know, it's priceless. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. How has entrepreneurship itself affected your lifestyle? We see how sometimes entrepreneurs, they don't just... Once they finish for the day, is the day is not really over. <laughs> so how's it affected your lifestyle? Yeah, that's a great, great, great question. From the time I'm walking on my walk in the morning to the time I fall asleep at night, it's all part of the lifestyle brand. Gotcha. Um, you know, every everything I do is the lifestyle brand. I hear that. And I don't, you know, I literally don't get cautionary tale. You do a lifestyle brand mm-hmm. that you're transparent. Absolutely. And so I don't put everything, of course, in my life on Facebook of and course. Instagram. Of I, course. You know, my, my personal life to a point is my personal life. But pretty much everything else is, you know, is on there. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. The Cheryl Pesci company, is it just you or is it you have a few employees? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you have your brand ambassadors worldwide, yep, yep, right? Yep, okay. Yep, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. What do you look for when you're looking yeah. for a new brand ambassador or a mm-hmm. new employee? Mm-hmm. What are you looking for for them to not only fit the Cheryl Pesci culture, but also within that lifestyle brand that you so masterfully crafted? Exactly. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, employees, uh, this is probably the, the hardest part of the the interview process and then that two weeks uh, of, of first hanging out with me before I hire someone I want them to just come hang out with me okay. and and see what I do a lot of lifting and toting and it's not all glamorous mm. so the number one thing is that they have to have as much energy as I have or more okay that's a deal breaker in most cases fair enough Fair yeah, enough. my daughter won't work for me. <laughs> she won't do a trunk show. She won't. She's like, uh-uh, you crazy. She won't do. She will not work for me. She'll help me, but she won't work for me. That that the, mm-hmm. the energy. They have to be very positive. They have to be very happy, positive people. Okay. Brand ambassadors just have to be all about it. Honestly, okay. brand ambassadors have to be the, the 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 men and women you see on the street, and you want to emulate their style. Gotcha. You you want to ask them? One of my my friends with the his my men's line, uh, he's an executive with FedEx, and he said he was on an airplane a trip from Hong Kong, and the you know long trip. He finally got to sleep, and the flight attendant woke him up and asked him where did he get his bracelets. He was so he was so <laughs> upset, but you know there you go. Gotcha. And and so yeah, they they have to be in their own right, um, very pulled together. Um, very positive. They have to choose to be happy. They're travelers and accomplished people in their, in their industries. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I'm glad you mentioned that because when we think, you know, jewelry, especially from the outside looking in, we think glitz and glam and, mm. and lifestyle, right? But they don't see the the shipping and receiving <laughs> and the lifting of heavy boxes and the negotiating, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. glad you pointed that out yeah. because, you know, it's one of those things where people don't really understand the process that goes into building and a successful brand. that's a huge brand. part of it. I mm-hmm. always tell people um, when they ask about how do I how do I price a particular piece, mm-hmm. and that's that's a podcast in itself. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but but one thing that I do, whatever I buy as raw materials, I have to buy with. It can't be just something I like mm-hmm. and want to uh, work with. 
I have to, at this point, buy it with the understanding that I have to buy the wholesale. I have to consider what I have to do to create it to a piece from a raw material and then what the market will bear. Got you. Okay. So everything I buy, I buy with that in mind. Have you ever had to turn down a client? Like maybe, you know, they wanted to buy something and it's like, uh, you don't really fit, you know. <laughs> The Cheryl Pesci lifestyle oh brand, or the you know, so could you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, you know, not not so much not fitting the brand okay. because you know the brand is ever evolving, and Fair so enough. everybody gets a shot uh, at it, and I learn a lot. Uh, but one one thing for sure, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, why don't I have a storefront? Like, okay, you, know, you have so many pieces, you make so many things. Why don't you have a store? Um, and you noticed that to get in my building, it's code entrance only. Right. It's a very secure building. Mm-hmm. So there's that. You right. know, I don't want people to be able to just walk in off the street Absolutely. necessarily. And then there are those people. You know, I, I live a very zen life. Okay. And I have to know that I would I could be sitting in my store and see crazy coming across the street and get up and lock the door. <laughs> I, I, I have to know because I, I can discern crazy Fair a mile enough. away. Fair enough. So I, I have to know that I would literally do that and go, no. <laughs> gotcha. I see you. Uh, no. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it's better that I not. Okay. So yeah. a lot of e-commerce for... Absolutely. For, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. A lot of e-commerce mm-hmm. and as you said, the word of mouth. Gotcha. Um, you know, I'm a proponent of that having, you know, 80% of my business come from 20% of my customers, okay. you know, having a really good uh, discerning customer base that where my things almost exclusively. If you had one piece of advice for someone starting out, whether it be in jewelry or anything else in entrepreneurship, what would that be, Miss Pesci? Decide what it is. Think, think about what, for example, when my sister's nine years older than I am, and she said when I was four or five years old, I was getting safety pins and putting buttons and beans on them and sticking them on people's lapels and saying, look what I made. Oh, okay. And, you know, I was that kid in high school that made the, you know, elaborate macrame plan hangers. I was the hippie with my jeans embroidered, <laughs> you know. Gotcha. So all of that to say, think about who you are, who you've always been. I hear that. And let that kind of drive you, drive that that what it is you should do, what that entrepreneurial thing is that you should do. Let that drive you. Uh, Once you know what that is or you think you know what it is, find the person who is attainable for you, who is at the top of that game, and sit with them, talk with them, bug the heck out of them, uh, take them lunch, pick up their laundry, whatever you need to do to spend time with them and learn from that or those individuals. Okay. And that actually leads us into our next question. Uh, who are your mentors, Ms. Bashi? Uh My mentors, I mean, this honestly, are all those who've come before me. Grandmother was my first example of an entrepreneur. She was the local bootlegger uh, when I grew okay. up. <laughs> so <laughs> I watched her handle her business. Fair enough. Uh, and so I learned from her. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I, I learned from her. And then along the way, individuals like Carolyn Hardy. Carolyn oh, is, yeah. is here in Absolutely, Memphis. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, Carolyn, there's no such thing as a glass ceiling, as a can't do, as a, you know, never been done. She actually bought the first piece of jewelry that I sold in Memphis. I hear that. Um, that was a, a, a Carolyn Hardy buy. Thank, nice. Thank you, Carolyn. <laughs> you know, mentors like that, Alexis Bittar. Alexis Bittar is a, a 
jewelry designer who was making jewelry, selling it on the streets of New York, and now has stores in Dubai and Hong Kong and Paris. Uh, I follow his story. Uh, oh, Diane von Furstenberg. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. knows I, you know, I wear the Diane von Furstenberg wrap dress. Gotcha. The reason I wear those dresses is that Diane von Furstenberg designed the perfect dress. It's a wrap dress, no lining, no zippers, no buttons. Gotcha. And it's one kind of one size fits all. Hmm. And she designed that dress 50 years ago. And I'm sure somebody said, oh, nobody's going to wear this dress. 50 years later, she's a gazillionaire. Right. And she's basically still just making that same dress, just wow. different materials. Uh, my lariat necklace is evidence of, of that following uh, Diane von Furstenberg. It's, the, it's, to me, the perfect piece of jewelry. Anyone can wear it. There's no class. No, no, you know, it's just easy to wear. And you can wear it a couple of different ways as Very well. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So we know you just signed this big deal in the UK, which is so exciting, I imagine. Tell us where you see the company in five years. Mm, mm. First of all, I don't do five-year plans. Okay, okay. Um, I, I do a business plan, and basically that is just so, you know, heaven forbid something happens to me, someone can come in and pick it up and know where to source materials and carry on with the brand. Um, I, I mean, if I had to choose, I had to pick... <laughs> Uh, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm doing it, of course, for a, a, a huge audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I've quadrupled my uh, my my bottom line. Very nice. Uh, the lifestyle brand has gone from jewelry to as it has now the candles and the luxury laundry detergent and the men's right. line and the children's line. I have an idea for dogs, some products for dogs. Oh, nice. Home goods. Sheets, towels. Uh, I have a piece of furniture I want to design. Okay. Um, I have design that I that I want to put out there. Possibly patchy stores. Okay. Okay. Yikes. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I, I, I think one of the, the the great things about your story is that it started with something simple, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then as you... Right, exactly. <laughs> We're actually looking at a piece of jewelry right now. It, it started with something simple, and then as, you know, your your entrepreneurship path began to, you know, move forward, your creativity just started to expand yeah. and expand. Yeah. Can, can you walk us through that process just a little bit? Yeah, it's boundless. Right. Uh, it's boundless. I, I, you know, I will never be guil- held guilty of copying another designer's piece. I have a notebook full of ideas that wow. are just waiting for me to make them. I mean, I should show it. It's full. It's <laughs> I, I believe full. you. I believe That's you. That's what all this, these leather hides. <laughs> all of, it's just, yeah. I believe um, you. I think the way it happened for me was kind of a sad thing. Okay. You know, the divorce. I stay home with my daughter. My daughter says, I'm not going to be home. I'm gotcha. leaving. Uh, she goes to Chicago. I go visit her in Chicago. She says, why are you always here? Um, <laughs> so, you know, it was me kind of sitting and I remember sitting at a Starbucks and I would walk to that same Starbucks every day and I remember sitting there one morning and saying to myself look at these people same old people they're so sad they're so miserable they come to Starbucks every day they do the crossword puzzle they you know they're so pitiful why do they don't have a life <laughs> and then myself said girl that's you <laughs> you know here you are every day you know gotcha. and yeah and and I wrote on the napkin the Starbucks napkin that I still have Lord let me be a producer of something, not just a consumer. I hear that. And that, to me, that was kind of the jump start of me really kind of paying attention 
um, to my next path. Ms. Pesci, I believe all entrepreneurs have a superpower. What's yours? Woo, my superpower is boundless energy. Boundless energy. <laughs> <laughs> Do not let me get six to seven hours of sleep at night. Oh. If I get six hours of sleep at night, man, watch out in the morning. Uh -oh. I am Tigger the Tiger. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's my superpower. I wish I could give it to everyone. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. it's amazing. I hear that. So, Ms. Pesci, do you have any current uh, ventures or things that you want to put out there? Pretty much the advertising floor is yours. Oh, so. wow, wow. <laughs> of course, the UK thing, and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll kind of roll that out and start posting uh, more about that. It's so exciting. Absolutely. Locally, if you will, here in Memphis, I have a trunk show coming up for Valentine's Day, a pre-Valentine's mm -hmm. trunk show. Uh, that's at Palladio on Central, 2169 Central Avenue. And I'll be there February 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. It's a three-day um, trunk show. Nice. I have new things for the ladies, for the moms, the new swagger fragrance that I'm doing for men. I'll have that package to give to the guys. It will all be ready to go. And, of course, the May water. Gotcha. And then an amazing thing that just kind of finalized yesterday, I met a group of doctor's wives for you know, their stay-home moms or their husbands are doctors, mm -hmm. and they're in Oxford, Mississippi. I met them at the Junior League Market in, uh, in November. They said, we want to have you in Oxford, and we just, we love what you do. We want to have you at the country club down there, and they walked away, and I said, yeah, right, sure. <laughs> Yesterday, those ladies reached out to me, and February 9th, I will be in Oxford for uh, an all-day trunk show and then an evening special trunk show for the husbands that they guarantee will show up and will buy things. Um, so we booked that yesterday. Gotcha. So I'm really excited Very about that. Very nice, Ms. Pesci. Yeah. Very nice. One quick follow-up question. As, as you stated, we're here in Memphis, okay? And um, there's an entrepreneur, and we're start at the startup life. We're starting to get like international listeners and stuff like that. And they're thinking about starting a business. Yeah. And they may not want to start here. Maybe they want to start somewhere else. Maybe like in Memphis. Tell the people why building a, a, a business in Memphis is okay. Man, this is the place to be. I hear that. This is the place to be. <laughs> I literally could live anywhere and do this anywhere. Mm -hmm. I choose to do it here. The space I'm in now, I'm I'm part of the Emerge Incubator. I have all sorts. Of, of built of rooms and conference rooms and tech startups all around me uh, who give me support. There's someone in the building all day long. And that, that too is my advice. Leave your home with your startup. Get a studio space. Come into a space like this uh, where you're surrounded by people of, of like mind, other startups. We have more uh, supportive startup co-work spaces per capita in Memphis than anywhere in the United States. Did not realize We that. are building a creative community in this city that it, it, it will blow your socks off. And it is, it is a misnomer. I tell people all the time, it is a misnomer that you have to go to China or or Thailand or, or Silicon Mexico Valley, right. or Silicon Valley <laughs> if you're if you're a, right. a tech startup mm -hmm. to, to make jewelry to make a brand I'm selling luxury brand laundry detergent <laughs> and bath bombs and I, you know it's right here in Memphis right uh, we've got you know the best distribution of course absolutely uh, yes. center anywhere mm -hmm. in the world this is where you want to be I hear that. And not to mention the cost of living. There it's you go. Amazing. There you go. Thank you so much. Okay, last question. Any okay. any pardon advice for any uh, aspiring entrepreneur? They're they're sitting on the cusp, getting ready yeah. to start, but they're not really ready to make that jump. Yeah. What advice do you have for them? Leave your home. 
Okay. I go back to that. Leave your home. Uh, leave your kitchen table. Um, you know, get off your bed. Doing, making whatever. <laughs> doing whatever you're doing. Go to go to Starbucks. Go to a co-work space, just okay. where you're around other people. Um, it 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 changed my life. Um, I hear that. It really did. It changed my life. It made me a professional versus a stay-at-home mom making jewelry. Got you. Fair um, enough. Okay. So if you don't show up, you've got to show up. If you don't show up and, and get out of your own way, then no one's going to know you're there. I hear that. Thank you so much, Ms. Pesci, for coming on The Startup Life. Did you like it? I loved it. I told you. I love it. I love it. Can I do it again? Absolutely. We've got to have you back on the show again. So once again, thank you to Ms. Cheryl Pesci. Here's my final take. Cheryl Pesci is very meticulous. She has a very keen attention to detail. When it comes to not just only her jewelry, but her brand promotion, Everything is wonderfully and meticulously crafted. And that's why she's becoming the international superstar in the jewelry game. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or would like to advertise on our show, send us an email to the address in the show notes. Subscribe to The Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Also, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Owls LLC. For a behind-the-scenes look into what we do at Owls, Follow us on Snapchat at Owls LLC. There you will see our creative process and exclusive content. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.